listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, guys? It's JK3. So we're recording after, and we'll have to alter the episode title to sound more optimistic as opposed to the the panicked uh, title that we had in the uh, the last episode. Granted, it's still preseason; doesn't really matter. But I think we feel better after that last preseason game. Um, but we'll we'll touch a little bit on that. But before we start, um, Derek, I know you had a, a pretty good breakdown of the. Um, gosh, what is that that uh, widely acclaimed team uh, called? I think it's Bishop Sycamore. Um, Man, like I was just saying, I went to Catholic school for 10 plus years, and I never remember any Bishop Sycamore in any any class or anything like that. Never heard of Bishop Sycamore. You know, there could be a tree called a Bishop Sycamore or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Um, all I know is that's pathetic, man. And it's even more pathetic on ESPN's part for not doing their homework with that. Right. Uh, that's the, that's the most pathetic thing about it is how did you not know that this team is fabricated? Um, and that, you know, some of the players that are supposedly top players probably, you know, are legally able to drink in this country. <laughs> I mean, that's what I that's what I gather by it. I don't know, man. That's that was one of the craziest things. It's gonna be it's gonna be two weeks later. People are still gonna be passing memes about that. It's gonna mm-hmm. be sad. The thing no one is talking about though is how good IMG really is <laughs> for them to be like <laughs> for them to beat the mean machine from long longest yard 58 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like how so good funny. is IMG? Like I am. I mean, IMG was always one of those legendary schools where, like, you are guaranteed a D one scholarship if you go to IMG. And watching some of the film from that game, I, I mean, you know, take it, take take out the Bishop Sycamore. Like, you know, had no reason being there, obviously. But I mean, IMG were, was bigger, uh, faster, and and stronger than mm-hmm. a bunch of grown ass men. So I mean, it's that's funny. But yeah, man. Um, you know, Corey, I heard that you were going to be the uh, the the next uh, the head coach. Heard yeah, you. actually, yeah. The, the press conference is uh, next Monday, so everybody come out. Um, we're going to. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's so funny about that is in the last episode, what was that? What's that fake school that you always reference? JK three, like the oh. the Sisterhood of the Blind or something oh, yeah. like that. Saint <laughs> Mother of Mary Catholic <laughs> University. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, when I heard that, because I hadn't heard about it yet, but when Derek uh, texted about that in the group chat, and I immediately made me think of that kind of made up school that you literally talked about in the last episode. So I don't know. I think you've sort of like uh, prophesized uh, this this happening, but that coach I mean, did get the fighting the fighting friars of Saint Mary. <laughs> of Saint- <laughs> St. Mother of Mary Catholic University. Yeah, I mean, if you go on YouTube, you can see St. Mother of Mary Catholic University against Bishop Sycamore back in 68. It was a a barn burner. Um, Be sure to go check that out. Uh, But uh, yeah, that was really funny. And it is really sad for ESPN. I'm sure somebody got fired, which is how do you how do you Yeah, you're the worldwide leader in sports. How does that happen? How do you not fact check this? I don't know. It's when you use Disney employees to run a sports company. You're, you, sound, you're, you're, you sound like you're mad about the uh, the fantasy football login thing still. Yeah, I'm still mad about that, <laughs> but I, I think I got it corrected. But no, that's that's exactly what it is. I think my my opinion. Uh, you just you just use, change your password to Mickey Mouse one two three like they want you nah, to do. No, nah, <laughs> that's okay. I'll pass. Thank you. Um, yep. But no, that was that was funny, man. That was really funny. The bishops. Yeah. Well, that was good stuff. We'll we'll have uh, coming up here announced today the uh, the Saints and the Packers, which is pretty cool. Although anywhere you read about this in the national um, social media uh, world, you know we're sort of getting blasted as you know this is going to be the only sold out game, and finally Jacksonville fans get to see good teams. So somebody says something <laughs> about the tarps being off the stadium. It's like, bro, <laughs> the, tar- the tarps annoying for yeah. for so long. Like so literally, dumb. give it up. That is the the worst. That's the worst joke ever. Like, oh, the the, the tarp is gonna be lifted off for this one. Five years too late, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> like literally. It's hard. Like, come on, man. But no, it was um, you know, and and first off, you know, thinking of and if we have any fans that are out there in the, you know, the uh Louisiana area, you know, hope everything's going all well with that with the hurricane, man. I mean, that area kind of just seems to get targeted every year with like some type of bad storm. So I mean, again, you know, just hope everything's going all right, you know, for the folks there in New Orleans and in and, and that whole uh, Delta area. But I mean, it it, it is kind of cool, honestly, that, you know, we'll have the opportunity for, um, you know, the Saints versus uh, Saints versus Packers. I think that's a monumental. I mean, that's a pretty big season, a season, you know, starter for, for both teams in the NFC um, and some marquee names, too. You know, you got Aaron Rodgers. Um, you got Jameis Winston coming, coming back to, to, to Jacksonville. So, I mean, or coming into, you know, all the Florida state fans that are here, uh, you know, the homers, Derek will Derek. You know, probably, probably go there and, and, and see it. So you're going to support mm-hmm. your boy J-Bo and, and go or what? No, no, I'm not going to support my boy J-Bo. I, I should go. That That's going to be just the fact that, you know, you get to actually see, I know that we're talking, you know, we're, we're, we're all for our hometown team here. But to watch Aaron Rodgers in person, oh yeah, that that mm-hmm. to me right there is worth going. Um, yeah, oh, it's supposed to be a Jags pot. No nah, man, Aaron Rodgers won. You know, he's he's top five, top six all time. Plus, so, Aaron is talking about opinion. he's talking about Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, so um, yeah, who, who's, we'll see if he can get past Tampa. Um, but th- that that alone to see the Packers, you know, and see. Aaron Rodgers play, you know, live should be enough to, you know, want to go see a game, especially if you're just a fan of the game in general. Um, Janice, I mean, yeah, he he won the starting job. We'll see. We'll see what that works. If he starts throwing picks, man, Uh, because if he starts throwing picks, Sean Payton will bench him in two seconds and go with uh, uh, with Taysom Hill and we'll see. But then Derek's going to have to check on that return policy for that Winston Saints jersey he bought, too. That'll hey, suck. God, I don't have a Winston Saints jersey. I don't have a Winston FSU jersey. I just wear FSU T-shirts and polos when I, wear, gotcha. when I rep my nose. So, gotcha. Um, you, you're trying too hard. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, uh, guys that you know, covers the Jags, I guess, who is it? Mark Long. He had written a tweet about, you know, tickets being available. And I, I thought I'd check with our ticket guy for the, the Jag season tickets on whether there would be exclusive access to uh, tickets ahead of time. You know, if we wanted to check that game out, uh, he said no, but then Mark Long saying yes. And there's a guy replying in our tweets uh, here saying that, uh, or had a screenshot actually on Ticketmaster that does show season ticket member presale seven hour, or 17 hours away. Um, so evidently you, you sounds like you can get them ahead of time before the well, general public. I, I'm not going to let this distract anyone from taking away my joy in week one, when Trevor goes to Houston and does this thing remnants of what he did in, uh, that, that, uh, preseason game against Dallas. I am not going to go you know what? These four o'clock naps are going to be so much better, at least on Sun, or at least when they play Houston on uh, on opening weekend. That that's going to be such a happy nap. And you know what? I'll, I'll catch the highlights on uh, on Sports Center just because I'll just be too overjoyed with uh, you know that that first W uh, in Week One. Well, let's let's talk about that because and that's a good pivot. First of all, we had a tweet come in from Isles Meetup Jacksonville who asked us when the new podcast was coming out to get our take on the preseason game three, which was cool. I didn't know there was an Islanders hockey meetup group here in Jacksonville, so shout out to them uh, for folks looking for that. You know, there Wait, you go. But it, is that what it really is? I think so. Yeah. So when I clicked into it. Um, for Isles fans in Jacksonville and all of Northeast Florida. So, uh, and they, they retweet the New York Islanders all the time. So I guess maybe these are folks that move down here and are fans or something. Um, but they're fans of our podcast. So we'll take it to Islanders. Um, but they wanted to get our thoughts on the game. So I guess we could just start with that, not to get too deep into it, but obviously JK three, you had some, some good takeaways with Trevor Lawrence specifically. Can you talk about that? Um, yeah, I, I think, one of the things that they have been missing, uh, and we saw a lot of CJ. So we a lot of saw, we saw a lot of CJ. Um, you know, kind of running Urban's, you know, quote unquote offense. You know, the quick decisions, the quick throws, and the quick distribution of the ball. Um, and it felt good to see the number one pick. You know, do what he was uh, so successful at Clemson for. Um, you know, quick releases, quick reads. Uh, made some some absolute beautiful dimes. 
um, you know, some great throws. Um, and, and again, this is kind of what I wanted to see. I would have felt way better about this team if they did that, you know, first and second preseason game. Um, you know, but I don't know if Urban is trying to hide things. I don't know if he's trying to keep his hands, you know, close. But again, you, you got to be able to do some of those basic things. You got to be able to make some of those basic throws and basic reads. And, you know, that was what they did. They were able to get out there and, um, you know, establish, uh, you know, a couple of passing plays, uh, establish a couple of drives that got him down uh, and got him comfortable. And, um, you know, you say what you wanted is preseason against whatever those teams are. But I, I felt really comfortable you know, seeing him actually move the, the ball in somewhat of an NFL game speed. Um, you know, it wasn't by any means any ones or something to hang your hat on, but able to see him move the ball, able to see him make some reads, able to see him throw some some of the long balls. Um, and yeah, I think Cotton helped him or no, Cotton didn't make that uh, that play with him. But um, I, I think some of the receivers, Farrell Cooper, really helped him out on a couple of passes, keeping them in bounds as well and making some catches. So you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see your first round talent. You want to see him out there making some of those plays. And I, I think he played a little bit too long for me. But, you know, after that first that first uh, that drive, he could have sat him down. I've seen him what I needed to see. But they kept him in a little bit longer and it paid off. So super pumped about a uh, week one. Very optimistic about what they plan on doing uh, as far as an offensive, uh, you know, schemes. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm hyped, man. Derek, with regards to Lawrence and that and that last preseason game, are you putting a lot of stock in that, or, or, or I guess what's the the balance between us not putting stock into him playing poorly in the first two games, or not to what we expected, I guess, and then playing really great in the third? You know, it's sort of weird how we we kind of shift our uh, our thought process on that sometimes. If he didn't play that well, then we would have had we already have a problem. We would have had a major problem if they didn't do what they did against Dallas. That's just it. If the the first two weeks, if he, you know, they were what they were, if he'd gone out there the third week and had the same things happening, regardless if it was Dallas backups, their practice squad, their, their, you know, uh, the local high school, you know, football team, whoever, if they didn't do that, then we would have had a serious problem. But because they they didn't and they, they performed well, um, that's what you want. Tempo, rhythm. That's what it's all about. Tempo and rhythm. Offenses do well when they get in rhythm, when there's familiarity with each other and the blocking schemes are working. The, the receivers are getting open. The quarterback standing tall. He's not getting hit. You know, you pay attention to a quarterback's feet when you know they're in trouble or they're uncomfortable because they start dancing. You know, they start doing that old – anybody remember MC Hammer from the early 90s? He did that whole dance where he was shuffling <laughs> his feet across the stage back and forth. Typewriter. Yeah, the typewriter. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's what – Peyton Manning did that naturally. That's why it just mm-hmm. looks so weird. But most quarterbacks, they start getting that little happy feet dance uh, when they get uncomfortable. He didn't have that. So – and that's how, how it has to be. Now, even with Houston coming up, that's going to be a completely different ball game. You know, although Houston is, you know, they're very dismantled right now and, you know, dysfunctional with every situation they have. And not just Deshaun Watson, they, you know, their whole front office, everything, they have problems. Hey, let's not, let's not sit here and say, oh, let's just want to know. You know, I know I said like a couple of weeks ago that if they don't beat Houston twice this year, then man, I, I might, you know, stick my head in the sand. Houston can very well beat them. Very because this team has proven a thing. So we need to make sure that as you know, fans, you support the team and just make sure you know, be optimistic. But at the same time, we should win. You know, if you get that same rhythm, that same continuity, and that same that same confidence. That's another sure. thing too. They look they look more confident. Just even their 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 demeanor on the sidelines. Yeah. You know, you, you can study the ball and watch the touchdowns. I'm looking at their eyes and their demeanor and seeing how they're interacting with each other. Um, and, and seeing if Urban's got that red mark on his forehead um, <laughs> that he usually gets, that's what I look for. And I didn't see that, you know, so that's good. What about the uh, defense, Derek? What were your thoughts on uh, the defense more generally? Got to play better. You know, got to got to improve and, uh, and, and do the, you know, stay home, you know, do the right things, make the right plays there. They're working hard, and hopefully, with this, uh, with the the roster now set, 
those guys start to get some familiarity with each other. That's another that's another piece. Defense isn't more rhythm, but guys have to know each other, especially on the back end. They mm. definitely have to know each other on the back end, the corners and the safeties. Speaking so, of that, man, I, it was good to see CJ make uh, make a couple of plays. Yeah, uh, he had a couple of tackles where he where he came in and uh, uh, you know from across coverage and, and make some stuff. I, I think the defensive line blew up a couple of screens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as well, the linebackers. My, I mean, Miles Jack is so underrated. Um, yeah. You know, so I mean, and th- and that's just not talking about his just his preseason performance or his performance in the game, uh, the third game. But I'm just saying, as a whole, you know, he's out there actually playing game speed. And um, yeah, I think there's a couple of guys. You know, Jahad Ward as well. Smoot is finally getting some love. Um, you know, also Taven is still jumping off sides, but you know, uh, Taven being Taven, Man, right? Stop! Stop! Stop. Let's stop right there. Okay. It's what we recording this Wednesday night. It's September 1st. <laughs> How is this man still on the team? I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it, man. And from what I'm hearing, so we 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 don't we we're so we're still waiting on our media passes. Uh, you know, so <laughs> that, you know, they, they must have been lost in the mail, so we're waiting on those. But I don't know what exactly, you know, the team sees, um, you know, that that we see as fans and are watching this game and see what he does for the last four years. Like, I, I just don't get it. I don't. I get it that he's big. I get it that he can take up some space and he can be a threat in the run and everything else like that. You know, and they're purely keeping him on for potential. Like, when does the potential run out? When does the potential run out? Like, honestly, like if he was somebody that got progressively better every year, like uh, Dewan Smoot, that would be a completely different, you know, because now we're looking at Smoot to take the leap and Smoot is either going to get uh, a big contract somewhere else or he's going to become he's going to get that contract from the Jaguars uh, at this at the end, or middle end of this year or whatever and still be on this team and really just continue to be a pillar of the team. Um, but Taven, I just don't see. What he does, he gets lost in in he gets washed into in, into the run blocking schemes. He jumps off sides, and then when he jumps off sides, he turns his back. How do you turn your back to the play? You jump off sides, and then like you know, turn around like, oh man, I did it! I can't believe they got me on that one. Yeah, it's man. punched in the face. At least when you <laughs> jump off sides, do a front flip like Jahad Ward did. Dude, man. <laughs> I, I can't even. So I base it just on the fact it's got to be a money thing, which it shouldn't be because we got plenty of cap room. If it really is a potential thing and he was a first-round pick, he was a mistake at a first-round pick. Nobody, you know, nobody expected him. You You can talk to any Gator fan in town. You can walk up to any of them. And a lot of them are passionate, like you, JK3. And you can sit there four, four years ago and say, hey, man, Taven Brown's going to go first. Guarantee about 75% of them are going to say, who the heck is Taven Brown? <laughs> and, then, and then the other 25 that know who he is is going to be like, man, I would put him on FSU's roster. Okay. <laughs> and you know it's true because you guys did like Taven Brown. Really? Taven Brown? Like, yeah. So – no, like it just it doesn't make sense. Cap, cap, you know, whatever it was, it's a cap thing, whether if it's a potential thing, whether if it's a, you know, we got to see what he has thing because he was out because he got, you know, KO'd, whatever it is. Um, yeah, no. Nah. Hey, you, you made some money. You, you, you probably got your, your education. Go go start a business and live life. But playing oh. defensive end tackle is not nah, nah. Is it safe? Is it safe to say there was consensus that that was the most surprising guy to stick to the fifty-three man roster overall, or do you guys have another candidate too? The most surprising to stay. Yeah, to stay. Yeah, by I far. Say, yeah, by, by far. far. That was the, mm-hmm. the most surprising person to make the team. Okay. Um, I really felt like they, you know, I, I really felt like you know the Jags uh, had made had made a move. <laughs> You know, away from him, honestly. Like, I, I really did. I would have, I, I thought Costin, I thought Costin, you know, Doug Costin played really good and had some really good snaps. And Costin played 
Uh, he played like four or 500 snaps. I think like 400 snaps last year too, which was, you know, outstanding. So I thought, you know, Costin, at least if they're going to cut, you know, a defensive line or a defensive lineman, it was going to be him. I, I mean, for sure, it was going to be Taven. I, I for sure thought it was going to be Taven. Yeah. You know, it, there was, you know, someone, what about, you know, Wingard? He, he's actually pretty good at special teams. So, uh, bro, Wingard can go too. Yeah. He, he, he's pretty good at special teams. So, Wingard, on the back end, yes, yes, he can go, but he's actually a decent special team. So, Jared Wilson or, 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 or Dewey Wingard? Dewey no. Wingard. Which no, one? No. Which one are you taking? I'm taking Wingard over Wilson. Oh my God. <laughs> You're insane. Did you watch I, any no, of the games no, last no, year? No, no, I know. I know. I just said that just to get that oh, reaction. <laughs> Yo, Wingard is, oh man, he is not good. But yeah, yeah I guess I it, it. So are you pri- prioritizing by keeping him? Are, are you prioritizing like special teams? No, I, I'm not prioritizing. <clears throat> I'm just, you know, you know, Herbs is going to think outside the box, and he he's looking for uh, guys that are basically going to you know run through walls for him and do everything that he asked them to do. And Wingard kind of fits that profile. Um, yeah, he could. He, he's definitely not afraid. He's just he puts himself in bad positions back there and bad angles. Like his angles are, are terrible. Um, both of him and Wilson's angles are both terrible. I agree. So so when you look at it now. Still, it does. You can take both of them, and it still doesn't add up to want Taven gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's just huh? you know, that's just in a, in a, it's a, you know just another another crazy situation. But hey, he he's here. Wingard's here. Taven's here, and it's uh, man, I, I don't know. We'll I think see. with with Wingard staying and like just talking about like some of the some of the reaction to the fifty three man, I feel like. Um, the offensive line has remained the same as far as like continuity goes. And um, like, you know, they're kind of rocky group, but I feel like the safeties too. I don't think we've gotten better at safety um, over the last couple of years. I mean, I think, you know, the verdict is, I don't want to too much on put too much on Cisco. Of course he's got like the, you know, the potential and everything right now, but I mean, as far as like your safeties goes right now, I mean, you know, you, you'll probably have, you know, uh, Jenkins um, in either, you know, Andre Cisco or Rudy Ford or whatever combination that they decided yep. to put out there. And uh, I mean, Cisco has shown a ton of potential, but he is coming off, you know, that that injury. And, you know, Jenkins will have to still see the verdict out for him. But I just feel like, you know, those I, I, I don't think they got necessarily stronger. I don't think they, they got younger, uh, but I don't know if they got better at safety. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, they they didn't get better. Um, didn't get. It's kind of like even, right? It's yeah, like, it didn't get it's like worse. a yellow. Just, like if it was a, like, a green, red, or yellow, I feel like it's like a soft yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. The thing is, too, when you look at the DB play, which you know CJ Henderson had some bright spots last year, and besides that, we basically got torched every other game. Um, defensive line. Got no pressure. Okay. Yeah, let's 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 put let's put this into we'll 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 rewind a little bit. Although we don't like to, we're going to rewind a little bit to four years ago. Jalen, all world corner, uh, Colvin, best nickel you know in the league, and and oh gosh, I can't even think of his name now. What, what was the other who? Uh, the other corner's name when we when we in twenty seventeen. Oh, you, Hayden having a brain fart. Not Hayden. No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, um, oh, corner, not nickel. I'm sorry. Yeah. AJ Boye. AJ Boye. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Boye. So there was a reason why those guys were like number one and number four passer rating because the quarterback had no time. Okay. No time. Not taking anything away from them, especially Ramsey, because as much as he runs his mouth, He's good. Okay. He he's one of the best in the league right now. But it's even better when you've got, you know, our old Saxonville when guys are just you, they're only brushing four and they're getting pressure. We get no pressure. We get no push. Quarterbacks, they they, they sit back there 
and they could they could have a barbecue grill set up back there last year <laughs> and make a hot dog and a burger before they get touched. That that's got to improve because you got to help those guys out. They're, no corner can cover forever. Not even Dion, as great as he was, he couldn't he couldn't cover forever. You know, you got you got to get something. You got to get some type of push. So that's what I'm looking for is see how much push we can get and see how creative we can get on defense. So is it safe to say that you guys feel more comfortable with the offensive side of the final 53 than the defensive side, just based on how you're, you guys have been describing it here? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say offensively, they, I mean, we're much improved at quarterback, obviously. Um, I, the receiver, I was a little skeptical about the receiver, uh, you know, because we knew that was going to be a tough group, right? We knew that was going to be a tough group of people getting going. And, you know, unfortunately, Colin Johnson, you know, wasn't able to make it, which I thought he was probably one of the one of the picks that I had. I, I figured they would have given him another, you know, year to kind of develop. But, you know, Derek, I think you were mentioning in the group chat that he doesn't fit what the offense is, you know, what they're trying to do and what Urban's philosophy is. And then so they go out and get, they go out and get, um, you know, Tyron Johnson, um, you know, today from, you know, San Diego, who was, uh, you know, claiming him off waiver. So automatically they get bigger and stronger there. So I think the receiver room is just stacked. I think it's a really good, um, you know, room that they've got there. Um, as far as the running backs goes, I I don't know if they've claimed another RB. I haven't taken a look at a majority or I haven't seen anything else, but I think with, uh, you know, James Robinson and, uh, it, um, not I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Ungumbawale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would have. I, I mean, I Carlos Hyde. I don't know how he made the roster either, but <laughs> you, you know, I, I would have taken you know uh, Robinson and Ungumbawale. Uh, you know, all day, and then maybe found another way to keep another you, you know weapon. Uh, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, minus Carlos Hyde. But I mean, the thing is, good players are getting cut. Um, you know, we're having a discussion on what players that should, um, you know, should have stayed and should not have stayed. Tavon Austin uh, is going to be, you know, kind of up in the air now since ETN is out. So if he comes back healthy, too. Um, but I think as far and, and the tight end room too, the tight end is more of almost to red still. I, I think they still need to do a lot of work on that tight end, tight end room. But this roster, it, it doesn't, I mean, again, just looking at the roster, man, and, and looking at, you know, what they've got going, I still only see about four or five wins on, on the, on the huh. team, honestly, from a player, per, from a player personnel perspective, huh. four or five wins, maybe. I mean, you can only, you can only scheme so much, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be ex- extremely difficult because they're, they're just you know we we've gotten younger. They they flipped the roster around. Um, we we've gotten younger, and now it's time. You know, it's you have the plan in place. Now it's time to go through the bumps and bruises. I guess you would say those bumps and bruises, and maybe there's a game or two that you could stretch that to five or six. I mean, I, I originally picked seven and ten. I think. Um, but and it feels so weird even saying that seven and mm-hmm. ten, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, you know it, it could go down a couple games. Um, you know our, our division is interesting because Houston's got all their issues. The Colts can't stay healthy. Season having even started, they got people dropping like flies. Um, and then obviously you know big bad Tennessee, but even Tennessee they have COVID problems. Yeah, they have a lot of COVID problems. So there's definitely opportunity there. Staying healthy, which we haven't gotten off to the greatest of starts, <laughs> is another thing too. Looking for that consistency just to play together. What I want to know after four games, oh well, you know, you'll see. Will Urban, you know, lose it when if they go one and three or if they go zero and four or, or whatever? I want to see how they finish the season. Because that's a tall tale sign of his, if his message is getting through to them. Because in the first quarter, first half of the season, there's the excitement that they're still playing pro ball. But if they're losing, then those last eight or nine games, are they still going out and fighting hard and competing? Or are they just rolling over and just giving up? 
I mean, they, they, they've got to have something. They, I mean, that first half of the, I mean, in my opinion, that first, that first quarter of the season is going to be your best time to really be able to stack a couple W's. I mean, you've got Houston, you've got Denver, Arizona, and the Bengals within four. Uh, you know, I think if this team can go two and two in that stretch, you know, that, 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 that's pretty good. I mean, if you, if you win the home opener against, if you win, uh, if you win the home opener against Denver, you win, you know, against Houston on week one, um, you know, Cardinals, I don't know about that team that that's got a lot of firepower on the team and they're able to score Bengals, you know, they're in the same kind of, you know, boat with the Jags, but then from there, you know, you've got Titans, you've got Seahawks, you've got Bills and you've got the Dolphins. I mean, all offensively, you know, productive teams that have all made strides uh, in getting better. And then after that, you know, you've got Colts, Niners, Falcons, Rams, Titans again, Texans, Jets. You you may not see another, you know, W, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, until you, you may not see another W until like week 16, you know. So they've got to stack those wins early and they got to face that adversity earlier. But I mean, again, just looking at this roster compared to some of the other rosters that this team will be playing. If they steal a couple wins here and there, you know, of course, I'm going to be over the moon and excited if they knock off one of the big boys on the team. But, you know, again, the roster, you know, is is mediocre at best. And I'll tell you this, too. When you look at stealing a couple wins, here's one thing they can do. One thing they can free. Pass protection, Trevor Lawrence, all that stuff. Da, 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 da. Turnovers, yeah, da, 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 da. Here's one thing they can do, and I guarantee they can get two or three wins out of it. Stop the run. Yeah. They have to stop the run. Running, r- running, a team running against you is so deflating that, man, it's like it takes, it even takes the air out of the people in the, in the, at home watching the game. Do you remember when they ran, when they played Carolina last year and they ran the same, they kept running the same play? Over and over and over again, and like the third string, the, like the popcorn boy had like seventy-five yards against the starting defense. We couldn't stop any anything last year. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go through and see where that where that was. Was it Carolina? Was it last year? Or was it two I, years ago? I think it was last. It may have been. It may have been either last year. Or two, uh, I think two, it was. Was it two years ago? Two, yeah, I think it was two years ago. It's a blur. Two years ago. Hold on. You're making me go back and look at that. Just I think it was. But while you while you yeah. are looking two, that up, was two, it two 280, 280 it, was, it was two years ago, and they ran for 285. That's insane. <laughs> Runner, you, you get run for 285 on you in an NFL game, you need to pack it up and go home. I mean, I Derrick, Henry, Derrick Henry does that twice a year. <laughs> yeah. Last year, yeah, Tennessee ran for 249. Indianapolis ran for 273. Uh, Cleveland that was before Marlon Mack got hurt. Marlon yep. Mack got hurt, and they still they still had the uh, the other guy come in and was just the rookie was well, no that no that was um yeah that was the no, Marlon Mack got hurt. He was already out for the year, and the rookie Jonathan Taylor did that. Let's see, last year one, two, three, four. We had four teams run for over two hundred yards against us last year. That's insane. We got to stop that. I guarantee I'm putting it out there. If we can stop the run, if you can hold teams to at least, yes, the 100 is a bit of a wish. Less than 125, 135, you might squeeze another win or two out of that. You might give up one long run. You know, you have those games where somebody runs for 80 yards and they don't get nothing else the rest of the game. But when you when you're giving up 200, that means they're getting four, five, six, seven. In Derrick Henry's case, 12, every pop. We got to stop that. We got to stop yeah. the run. Those are uh, the kind of numbers I put up in Madden every night in that new Madden 22, crushing it <laughs> on arcade mode. Hit me up if you're on Madden. Jack's not Jack, same as my Twitter handle. Prepare to get smashed. I thought about um, you the other day when we were watching the game, though, when the, the, the Cowboys, uh, they did have it on the scoreboard. It was JAC, and I was like, Jack's not Jack's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the whole uh, origin story behind my username on all that stuff. But uh, yeah, Derek, you don't even know yet. I, I've gotten, uh, I've watched some YouTube tutorials. Uh, I found out a pretty cool way to do like the uh, the Hail Mary formation each play with Arizona and take that quarterback and run a little bit. I'm going to throw you off your game. Get ready. I haven't played that but once with my neighbor and I'm pretty sure that's all I need 
to beat you again. Oh, uh, gotcha. Back, Good. Back, back story is I played him like 10 years ago, whatever, <laughs> on a work trip down in South Florida. And after about five minutes, we basically cut the game off. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty I, I sad. Don't, I, I don't, I don't play anymore. I never have time. But yeah, if you want, if you want to, I'll run over there and beat you right quick. We'll, we'll yeah. live or invite JK through, or we'll have some, uh, we'll we'll have some some beers or something and laugh about that because that was in a like that was in a hotel room that bad you know hotel Wi-Fi and all that man you can't really you know lag no. you can't really uh no, no no excuses no excuses um but really quick just just to finish off the roster piece of it um any you know guys that were cut from the team that end up making the practice squad that you guys want to point out and just kind of give a little bit of feedback on. I know Cotton was a guy in that last game that every five seconds I looked at at the chat, you guys were talking about him. And and then a lot of folks were, um, I don't know if they were surprised or sort of caught off guard by the treadmill thing. I think some folks thought that he would make the team, but he ended up on the practice squad. I didn't even think he'd be eligible for that. Um, I don't know how many years he's been in the league, but uh any thoughts on the cuts and just guys that we let go, whether they were, uh, you know, sad to see or, you know, hoping that they stick around through the practice squad and don't get picked up by anybody else? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, uh, I would- I, I don't think ahead. there's anybody that's that's like that's super. I mean, I I would I wanted you know um, you know Treadwell to make it, and I think I wanted um, also. I man, I, it's 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 slipping my mind now. Uh, Treadwell, I wanted to uh, to make it, and um, Dorset. I thought Dorset. Dorset. Gonna, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Dorset was going to really be able to you know, kind of add a different element, you know, uh, and, and be able to at least, because they're veteran route runners. Uh, I, I think those are the guys that are going to really be able to run routes and be where they're supposed to be uh, and be able to help within the offense. Uh, you know, I really thought that was going to be be it. But uh, but other than that, you know, nobody else that's really, that that really, you know, kind of stuck out to me that would have made it that I'm like, eh, you know, yeah, but Cotton, yeah, and I think Cotton got hot because he made a couple of, you know, uh, of plays and, you know, kind of pushed everybody, you know, to that, but cotton didn't, I don't, I don't know how many other plays that he made during the, during, during the first two games, you know? So it's like, if he, if he was lighting up the entire preseason like that, then you make a case for it. But, you know, he yeah. had a, he had a game where he balled out and hopefully he can work his way up from the practice squad. Um, and plus it's a long, it's a long season too. You know what I mean? So, you know, somebody can get hurt and get elevated and get up to the practice squad. Uh, he can take from the practice squad. He continues to do what he does. Um, and, and then work his way in. But I think uh, Dorsett and Treadwell were the ones that were um, that were shockers to me. Even Dorsett's on the practice squad. I thought, is that part of the COVID changes to the practice squad where there's more eligibility? I thought you could only be on there if you played for like a couple of years or something. No, there, you, you can do I could be completely wrong. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, it's, no, you can do all kinds of things, but now they've expanded it. I think it's, I don't even think it's, it could be COVID, but it's just this year with the NFL PA, I think they put it like 15, 16 people they can have. On okay. 15, 16 players. So they can really, you know, stack it up. But remember, you know, those guys can get signed by anybody. You know, if you don't yeah. have one, you're 53, they're, they're not protected. So if they decide to take the deal, um, I thought sure. Dorsett would at least get on the 53. It's like kick return or punt return or somebody like that. Um, 
but we'll see how that works out. I think that a lot of a lot of the guys that made it uh, are, that are on the uh, practice squad, Treadwell, um, you know, Philip Dorsett. Uh, you know, yet I don't know why they even picked up Devin Smith. It's like we need another wide receiver. Where <laughs> Urban Meyer, look, man, look, okay, you're not gonna. You can pick up as many guys as you want. You're not gonna find those diamonds in the rough that are just gonna burn it up in the slot and be all world. You know, in one, you know, one season, like you know, four months. It's going to take time. So I just hope they don't pick up another wide receiver unless we really, really need to. Sure. Um, and then you saw uh, Jake Luton uh, got picked up by the Seahawks. Um, you know, and he made their 53. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, good for him, I guess. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, you know, just one quick shout out, I guess, to Minshew. I mean, everybody's been talking about that, but, you know, we traded him. So, Sad to see him go, I guess, to a certain extent, maybe based more on his personality and just kind of the fun factor with him. Uh, but, uh, you know, so we just ended up with Bethard and, and Lawrence as the final two quarterbacks. What you were you guys thought? Like that. What's that? Don't say it like that. Oh, we just end up with Bethard and, and Lawrence. <laughs> don't say it like that. Well, like, don't, yeah. Don't say it like that. Like That's a good point. We got, so we, we, got, a good, we got a good number one. We end up with Bethard and Trevor Lawrence is our, yeah, I know. I need to use the announcer voice thing when I'm, when I'm talking about this stuff. I think it's lack of coffee. It's pretty late. Um, but yeah, no, I, we graciously end up with two good quarterbacks, especially Bethard who looked pretty good in preseason. He was fun to watch. Um, but what I, I guess we should talk just briefly about um, Urban Meyer and the sort of stuff he just kind of throws out there, especially related to uh, COVID and the fact that uh, apparently being vaccinated or unvaccinated was was part of the potentially part of the decision making process, which, of course, lit up the Facebook comment sections out there, uh, which was fun to watch, uh, you know, seems like the Jags organization's already kind of backtracking a little bit and the NFLPA is threatening something. I'm not really sure what, but what are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, they did, but I, they I don't think, they, but it doesn't sound like they can really do a whole lot about it though, from what I've read, other than put out statements. I mean, urban look, what, what's going to happen is that you, the, the media, and again, not us, we're still waiting on our media, you know, credentials. I wouldn't right. ask urban a question like that, you know, cause I'm not trying to get my dog, you know, caught up. I'm not trying to catch him up. <laughs> exactly. And, and a couple of things, Good. You know, I just want, exactly. I'm ask the real questions. I'm going to ask the real questions. Urban, you know, um, now that the 53 roster is set, you know, what type of bourbon are you drinking tonight to kind of like, you know, ease your way into the, the ah. season? You're you know, doing so real, good. Asking real questions. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to ask him if COVID or if vaccinations played. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're taking. They're 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 preying on the inexperience of it, and eventually he's going to turn into Belichick, and then we're going to complain about him not saying anything. The reason right. why he's not going to say too much is because you keep catching him up and trying to get him on a hot mic. Sure. Urban, what uh, did not having a Jaguars polo uh, on in, in your press conference prior to the Cowboys game play into your uh, <laughs> performance? Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good pitch, honestly, for uh, press credentials, to be honest with you, because, yeah. yeah, they're they're uh, they're they're setting them up a little bit. But, Derek, do you think there's any teeth there or is this all just sort of, uh, you know, just kind of getting caught up in the, the media frenzy? Is anything really going to happen from him saying that? No. And I told y'all, don't, first of all, even listening to a word that man says, okay, he can have everybody fooled. Oh, he's, you know, great coach and all that. And he is a good coach. He is a great coach. But what I'm saying is, like, as far as the, how he plays the media, the words he says, like anything, if he gets up there and says, you know, I think Trevor had a good day today. I don't believe it. I don't believe those are his true words. You know, it might be his words, but I don't believe that's what he really thinks because that's just what he is. That's just what he, what he is. He's been that type of coach, that type of guy for, for years. So when you really look at it, take anything, he just, you know, yeah, he got caught up in the moment. Yeah. He's probably going to end up like Belichick. I, I, when he got hired on, I said, Hey, look, the courtship has everybody feeling good. You know, the, the, the marriage is going to be awesome, but then he's going to do things that you're going to be like, what? He said what? Or he did what? Or he's about to do what? Huh? <laughs> and that's just that's just herbs for you, man. That's just how he is. 
So don't look, don't read into any of that mess. He probably said that just to see what that little annoying person who asked the question uh, probably, um, you know, the, he, Urban Meyer thought it was an annoying question. He just probably answered it just to see what the you know dude would do. You know, obviously everybody <laughs> took it and run with it. You know, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yes, so, they did. Yeah, yeah they so ran. They ran a four by one with that. Well, yeah, <laughs> they, they took that man. They handed that baton off every hundred. No, it's <laughs> it's just I, I just when I sit back and I listen to him talk, and that's what they're saying. And oh, he's doing this and doing that. I don't believe it. I really don't believe it. Like the way he's. It's, it's, Take this a step back for a second. The way he shuffled players in and out, especially wide receivers. And then all of a sudden, you, you got, you know, let's, you know, let's, we've been picking on Taven Bryan all night. We're going to pick him up. <laughs> yeah. From a football standpoint, he hasn't done anything. So it's like, okay, how come you haven't moved him? And then, you know, he gets in front of Kerry. Oh, Taven's doing, you know, he, yeah, da, 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 you know. No, no. I don't believe it. I bet you he probably wants to get rid of him too. But Balky's probably like, no, nah, we can't do that, man. We're going to owe him a lot of money. We don't want to do that. Let's, let's hold off a minute. So my point is I just don't believe anything the man says. Hmm. But I think it's funny how the Urban says that and it comes out and then there's other teams now. It, it started kind of like a, a fire, like you just like you just said, ran with it. Like the Colts, you know, their, their GM has been quoted saying there are quote-unquote consequences for players unvaccinated against COVID-19. So how can he say that and it be reported? But, you know, Urban says that, you know, Urban makes his makes makes what he says about, you know, COVID and the the, the vaccine and or the, the cuts. Um, but that that makes just worldwide news. But this guy can, you know, it, it's, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if it's because Urban's a hot name saying it, but, you know, you got to th- you got to. And the way that the NFL is right now, they're making it so difficult for players that are not vaccinated against COVID-19, um, you know, and, and not to make it any type of, you know, political stance or going any other way or anything like that, but they're just making it, they're, they're, they're making it harder to be on the team and not vaccinated than, you know, being on the team and vaccinated. Like if you're on the team and you're vaccinated and you do test positive for COVID, I think it's like a five day wait period. You know, as opposed to somebody that is unvaccinated and, you know, COVID and, and has or comes down with it, then it's going to be fines and you could lose uh, you could lose games. I mean, and from some some of the other stuff that we're reading is that if you are an unvaccinated player, then you when you do travel, you cannot leave your hotel room and like all this other stuff. So, I mean, yeah, they, they definitely are, you know, have have figured out where they want within their line in the stand. And I think it's unfair for the NFLPA to investigate or quote unquote, you know, go after coaches and teams like that. When the NFL, the shield quote unquote has already said that, you know, we want, this is what's going to happen if you're not vaccinated. So if the, if the the shield is making it, you know, this difficult for players that are unvaccinated, then if Urban did say, yeah, we, we decided to make a couple cuts, you know, or if vaccination status was one of the things that weighed into it, I mean, you got to protect your team at that cost, right? You got to yeah. then look at, like, if somebody does get sick with COVID and then you have to forfeit a, a game because of it, you know? So, I mean, common sense would tell you that if, 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 if a person was unvaccinated and not able to help this team, or if they're in the same, like, you know, realm um oh yep this person's vaccinated mm, probably gonna you know that that may have been a factor sure yeah i would think and I, I didn't listen to the clip of him saying this if it's even out there but uh i think i read today that the jags are amongst the the most unvaccinated players on an active roster in the nfl so obviously it didn't make that much of a difference when it came to the final 53 i guess but I would think more generally, it does make sense to say that, though, because if there are more stringent penalties for a player testing positive, if they're unvaccinated, where they're going to be unavailable for a period of time, it's almost kind of like a logical thing to include in your you know, screening process when you're you know, get, cutting players, I think. I mean, it doesn't sound that crazy, does it, Derek? Look. We're not going to get, I don't want to comment on that because I just, you know, the, the whole COVID thing, I don't really want to comment. 
But oh. the NFL is. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Have a yeah, good day. Cool. No, because it's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's just such ridiculousness and such craziness, you know, that we're, we're all going through this, but and even having a discussion when we're supposed to be talking about ball, not us, but I'm just saying in general, you know, we, we all, all uh, fans love the game and that's what just what we want to see. But I can tell exactly. you exactly the NFL is not driving the, the bus behind this. It's the networks and their sponsors hmm. that are driving the bus behind this. The money, especially the ad money. That's who's driving the bus behind this. Not the teams, not the owners, not the coaches, not the league, not even uh, Roger Goodell, who we I don't like him. And like 90% of NFL fans don't like him. It's the, it's the networks and the ad advertisers because they want the product on television. They want sure. us watching. Even if we don't go, they want us tuned in every Sunday between 1 and 7. And if we're not, for that six-hour block, if we're not tuned in, then they're not making any money, and they, and they get upset. So that's what's driving us, I think. So that's why you got the crazy rules, and players know that. You don't think players don't know that? Their team and their agents haven't told them that? Like, you know, hey, you know – it's 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 not it's no secret that you know that's what this is all about. That's what it always is about money. Any sure. decision that's made like that. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. It's just when you look at you know the rules and you got to stay in the hotel and for the vax players you're cool and you know yeah vax put, I'm vax we don't want you around vax players. <laughs> it's just about money. Well, Derek, as a follow-up question to that, let's talk about the origins of COVID. Do you think that it started in the laboratory or do you think? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. Uh, okay, so I think we covered all the bases on the roster and the preseason game. Weirdly enough, I keep thinking the first regular season game is this coming Sunday, but I guess there's a week gap until um, so I guess it's September 12th until the first game in Houston. So I don't know how much we want to jump into that or wait until next week since we have a full week until it starts. Um, Let's wait but, until next week to see if Deshaun Watson's still on that team. Let's see if some team's <laughs> dumb enough to give them all those draft picks. Sure. It's insane that they're asking for uh, – they're basically asking for a ransom. They're trying to fleece somebody for him, and there's no way it's going to happen. Isn't there a high possibility, by the way, that he, like, won't play again or whatever? I mean, isn't that a thing? Like. No, they it's, be not cons- poss- it's not a high possibility. It's a fact that he said he's not going to play. He'll, he'll, he'll attend all the meetings uh-huh. and he'll go to the practices. Um, his agent, who is the same agent as Jalen Ramsey's agent, is very smart. Um, and he basically has it broken down to every thing he has to do to the bare minimum to get his money. Sure. I don't even mean that, not not so much that, Derek, but I thought he was, and maybe I'm missing the news on this, but wasn't he like caught up in all kinds of legal stuff or whatever? That- oh, yeah, he, he's still caught. He's got a lot of things going on. Um, it's, it's, it's just a lot. He's in a, a world of a mess. He's trying to get out of it. I don't know if he's going to get out of it. You know, who knows who's telling the truth on, on this stuff? You know, you got one side versus the other. But I do know this. You got more than 20, Corey. 20 young ladies saying something about you. Huh. There's some, there's some, there's some truth. There's, I, don't, I won't say there's truth to that, but there's, there's something smoke, there. There's fire. There's fire. Yeah, there's something mm-hmm. there. If you got that many, like now, like, oh, it's a conspiracy with the owner because he got mad, and all of a sudden, a week later, and the owner and the, the attorney used to live down the street from each other. All these random rumors. I'm like, but why you know would what someone happens, waste though? that much time and energy to ruin a person's life? What what happens though is if if Deshaun does get another shot, if if a team does take a, a chance and and take him, all of this goes away if he wins. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he if he if he goes if he if he gets away from underneath the Houston Texans and if he decides to or if he's able to play and start fresh and do a comp- you know compete for a job or you know come in and you know just instantly lift a quarterback room up. Uh, First, second, maybe third win, it'll start to quiet down. That's winning cares all, man. I'm telling you, winning yeah. cares all. Hmm. It, it really does. If he wins and if he's able to prove that he can still play in the league 
underneath the scrutiny and all the things that, that he's able to, you know, kind of endure. Uh, and if he does get another shot, you know, there were some rumblings that Miami was uh, was in the mix. Uh, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. how far, I don't know how true and, you know, what fell apart with that. So if he, if he does get a shot, man, he's going to be the most dangerous player on earth. Hmm. He's yeah. going to be out to prove something. Yeah. But that's a big if if he gets a shot. Big. Yeah, if. that's the thing. I I just thought for some reason he was like not even going to play again. But I guess innocent told proven guilty that whole thing. So I guess I yeah. should judge. But whatever. Absolutely. But it'll be dumb to see what team gives them the three first round picks, two second round picks, and something else. They they want like all kinds of crap. Well, Houston's uh, probably looking at it as a way to go ahead and rebuild their organization. I mean, you think about it. They're yeah. not going to verify. They're not. They're not going to. You know. They're they're not going to perform very well, um, you know, this year. I don't think, at least from from on paper and record wise, goes. So they're probably looking at this as a jump start on building draft, building building through the draft, like all teams really want to do, mm-hmm. and all fans love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that sarcastically. Hey, um, hey, hey yeah. and for all the other football fans out there of other teams, building through the draft and having a lot of cap room doesn't mean you're really going to be successful right away. Oh, Trust no, me, it does not at all. <laughs> Trust no. me, we know. Right, right. <laughs> nothing yeah. like building Nothing like building through the draft and, you know, your, your team being out there or your fans, you know, <laughs> being out with pitchforks trying to get a defensive tackle you know, off the team. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I guess we'll save the, uh, the Houston game for next week and maybe we'll even sort of tap into uh, record predictions for the season and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, that'll be pretty fun. Um, other than that, the only other thing I had uh, on the uh, agenda was uh, your guys' reviews of Donda. Um, you know, what are we thinking on the uh, the Donda reviews there? Uh, JK3, you want to start? Seven out of ten. Seven, Seven out, out of ten. ten. Wow. Seven out of ten. This is not, you know, it's not going to be one of those, you know, you know, CDs that you're riding around with your boys. You know, hey, man, bump that Donda. <laughs> That's not going to happen. This is something that you will have on. While you're out, you know, uh, depending, and I don't want to age myself, but you're on your morning walk, you know, trying to get your <laughs> mind right. Uh, you'll you'll listen to some of those. Uh, you'll listen to it. Uh, you'll listen to it while you're, you know, if you need something in the background, you know, while you're working from home or working somewhere or trying to do, do something, that that'll that's it. But doesn't matter because on Thursday or on Friday, all this goes away when when Drizzy when Drake comes out <laughs> and, and and drops. All of this goes away. Hmm. Is that true, Derek? Um, Derek does yeah. not like Drake. Okay, so you're not going to be objective. I see. I don't like Drake, but <laughs> I, I, I'll say that I, I'm just going to say Kim called the cops on him, and the cop wants to ask him if he had priors because he must have said it about 20 times in that, that second song. So, <laughs> yeah, jail. so no, I don't, man, it, it's, it's, it's good to me. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's not what all the, the young kids like. They, they like the trap beats with the guys that have no, no, you know, they can't rhyme. They can't rap at all, but um, it's fine. And uh, you know, that's it. Uh, Donda Donda to me is just Kanye West. Just still being weird the way he always has. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I feel like since Donda, his mom passed, I, since his mom passed, not, you know. I feel like he had to do something like that to get the album hyped up. Like you know, now all the stadium tours and all the the weird antics all kind of make sense now since the album has kind of come out because I think he had to kind of pump a, a little bit of that up into the streaming. But again, uh, this is I think this and you know, certified lover boy is going to be two totally different rap albums that somehow they're going to try to pit which one's better against each other. And, you know, Drake always comes with like, you know, some type of anthem, some type of dance, some type of, you know, radio songs, and he doesn't miss. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. Okay. Uh, so you had seven out of 10. Derek, what was your rating out of 10? Just so we can make sure we got this out there. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. All right. Seven. It's good. It felt like when it was released that people already had articles ready to go saying it was the most genius thing they had ever heard in their life and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. The, production, <laughs> the production quality was so good on that. <laughs> just, as a true audiophile. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> you're it's listening. So you're, you're listening to this album through your AirPods, just like I am. Like, yeah. <laughs> stop it. And let's so and, and another thing too. Um, while we're talking about music, I've never seen anyone wear the AirPod, uh, the studio ones, that one, the headphones that like mm-hmm. hold up in a briefcase. I haven't do either. Even, do, do those really exist? Uh, that's a good question. I've, I've never got, seen them I've in got the a wild. Worker who is a, who is an Apple like you know he he is Apple, uh, and he doesn't have them yet. So I'm like, mm, then they probably don't exist. Yeah, could be. I don't know. And they how about the beat stuff? Is that even a thing anymore? I know Apple sort of makes that stuff now. I don't even know if yeah, is Doctor Dre stuff. is Doctor Dre and Jimmy is Iavine are they even with Apple anymore? I don't know, but Beats is Beats is still called is Apple. It? No Apple. Apple bought them out. Well, right, but they were on with Apple for a little while. I don't know if they're still there yeah. though. Man, they, got, they took their money and ran. Yeah, whatever. I guess you know. Um, uh, down by the bank, sponsored by Beats by Dre. Actually, I don't Ooh, even think they call boy. it Beats by Dre. Ooh. Boy, if we had a Beats sponsorship, oh my gosh, <laughs> Ooh. man, we need to talk to you about that. That'd be great. Yeah, Blue yeah. Wire, hit us up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but we don't need Beats because we have. Blue Wire, the greatest sports podcast network. And the ad that you hear at the beginning of this podcast, in the middle, and at the end is the true product or service that we most love and use every day, whatever that ends up being. <laughs> so just a heads up. Um, but we'll uh we'll wrap it up there. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. Like desperately, please. We haven't seen any written reviews lately, and those are kind of the most fun thing uh that we get. So please leave us a, a written review if you could. Those are always awesome. Uh, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much wherever podcasts are found. And again, we'll be back next week to talk a little bit about week one and season predictions. So that's it for now. And we'll talk to you guys next time.